like with I, what we sell now in the solar industry, you know, the pain is your bill. Yeah. So you're kind of like, we got to attack that. We got to get rid of that for you. So you're like, oh, I love that attack. Like you're aligning on their side against this common enemy. Right. The pain. And, and so, and the only way to get rid of it is to, to build your own, you know, your own system. Buy my solution to yeah. your pain. Yeah. And what's good about it is your partner is the sun and you can count on it. It'll never let you down. <laughs> the sun. It is. Yeah. The sun, the, the, you know, the mega blast up there is <laughs> it's on your side and all you got to do is buy the stuff that's going to absorb the energy. Yeah. And it's cheaper than the utility that you're paying money to just right. out the window. So it's a, it's actually the easiest thing I've ever sold because they already have a bill. Right. And you're really not selling them anything. You're just flipping who the money's going to. Right. They're not spending money. They're just reallocating it. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Business Mistakes show. I'm your host, Brandon Poulin, and today we got a special guest. <laughs> What's up, Dad? Hey, guys, good. Guys, it's my dad, Steve Poulin. I surprised him this morning. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah, I was surprised. For was, sure. I was like, you should have seen him. He was like, oh, crap, really? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want you to come here. Yeah, it's like nerves. But it's cool. I, I'm, I'm pumped to have you on because... Number one, you're my dad, but you're also a freaking amazing serial entrepreneur <laughs> and you've done a lot of really cool stuff. And there's some stories that we were just talking about highlighting on the way over here that were, uh, they were there. There's some good ones. You guys are in for a good treat today. You're in for some wisdom today. Oh no. For sure. From you. Okay. Yeah. Not for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, hopefully I don't do most of the talking today. That's the goal. Um, but but yeah, so I'm super excited. So Steve is a serial entrepreneur. It's in his DNA, obviously, right? And um, just done some amazing businesses. He's absolutely a closer too. So we're, we're going to talk about sales a little bit, right? So we'll, we'll talk about sales. Um, I know you have a solar company right now, right? And then you started. So So tell us, like, give us like the, like, help people understand just maybe how to high level kind of the main businesses that you've done over the years. Um, okay. So, you know, you're talking, you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and literally because my first, uh, sales, you know, experience was actually with my mom and, um, she used to have these garage sales and she used to go to places and the way that she just incredibly, talked with people and genuinely cared about what they were doing or seeking. And then I was fascinated with the sheer enjoyment of the negotiation. And some people like, don't like that. They, uh, they don't like that. Like, you know, you, you're not like that, but there is a lot of people that I meet that. Yeah. They're like scared they, to do. The they just want to pay full price. Yeah. 
They don't want to, but they're afraid of negotiating more than paying well, full that, price, right? Yeah, well, I think, yeah, exactly. You're probably right. They probably don't want to, but they end up doing it. But I was fascinated with the sheer just enjoyment of that and watching her uh, play through that. So it was really just the way that she did it. Like she had a way about her that was really brought you in. Like just she brought you in, she talked with you, and it it wasn't really about closing. It wasn't really about, you know, today I think we're so into like the phrase or if they say this, you say this, and you're gonna close them in one sentence. I think that's the worst thing you can think of when you're selling. So it with her, it was more of just a process of finding out them and just all this product and you and your family, whatever it is, you know, really enjoying that part of it. So that was the first thing. And you guys uh, went to like, you guys went to like, uh, like garage sales. You saw that or uh, like a flea market or something. Yeah, you all, sold stuff or all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was in tow and that's kind of where, where, you know, just that feeling of the selling and the money and yeah. the story and, the negotiation and, and getting the deal and making it happen. And, um, and then one of my first, uh, jobs was, was working in the hardware industry, um, and learning that. And I had some great manners. You always do, you know, through your life, you have great manners, uh, mentors that people that really bring it out of you and, and you learn from them and they, they take an interest in you. And so there was a guy there, Larry Garcia, that did that for me. And, uh, so yeah, he's not with us anymore. Neither is my mom. God bless them both. Cause they're amazing. Um, for me and my journey. Um, so you're at this, like, uh, it was like a supply store, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's still going on today. And salmons, isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And did the, you make like a commission there? Oh or? yeah. Yeah. I was in, in high school, like making, gobs of money in high school right away um, and still have a record there. Um, there you go. Yeah, really? still have a record there. Most uh, air conditioners sold. <laughs> I love that. On a weekend. It's still there, I'm sure. You I know. love that. That's awesome. Yeah. If, if, but anyway. When, we, when I come back to Albuquerque for Thanksgiving, I'm like, we got to go to Salmon's. <laughs> You're yeah, like, great, where's this record? We need a bigger plaque up here. Great family. Yeah, they, they were... Um, Great family of entrepreneurs there out there. So, so after that, what, so you went from selling air conditioners and what'd you do next? Oh, now you're going to hit me with a timeline, huh? Um, <laughs> I have no idea. No. Um, from, from there, uh, pretty much took that through to, through high school. And then my biggest kind of shift uh, and change was, uh, being involved in network marketing. Um, and we both have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then getting attached in self-development and, and reading books, some of the best books in the world, the books I told you to read. I remember being, being a kid and we were, we would always <laughs> work out in the gym in the basement. And I remember there being an audio on, I know it was, now it's a Tony Robbins audio, right? Yeah. And yeah, I just remember listening to it being like, this sounds different than anything else I've ever heard. Yeah. 
And I, what was I like nine or something? I was really young, so I didn't really understand it. But I was like, oh, this is like different. It just like all I yeah. remember in my brain right now cognitively is like it was just so different than anything I'd listened right. to before. Yeah, and I, and I it's all it. about possibilities, and you know, it's not textbook. It's not facts. It's mindset. It's believing yourself. And when you hear other people's success stories and you think, oh, I can do this. And that's what it, that, that was really it. You know, um, the courses, Dale Carnegie was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I went through it at Salmon's. They, oh, really? Yeah. They paid to have me go through there. And that's when I learned, like, be prepared. And if you have something to give, then just go out and do it. And you'll have the confidence if you're prepared and you have a story to tell. And then you want the world to know it. Like, go get it. And that's, that's where it all came from pretty much. Just belief in myself. And that came from uh, probably most my dad in uh, martial arts, you know, so the, the, the Japanese way, the martial art way, you know, that's the combination of that. I think really those two came together, the confidence in yourself. And then uh, just the, you know, entrepreneurship is about believing that you can go out there and find more and be more and that you're not stuck. So d did you like know you were going to be an entrepreneur? Like, cause you've started a bunch of different businesses and I want to hear more about them, but like, did you know that you were going to be an entrepreneur? Did you like, did, like how did yeah, that come I to fruition? I think so. I think just the selling part of it was something that I enjoyed doing. I really enjoy that part of it. The art of the deal was another book that I, I read early on. Trump. Yeah. Magic of thinking big, um, think and grow rich. Yeah. Napoleon Hill. You guys, you know, they're, they, they're so good. And if you're, you know, if you're a parent out there, that those would be the books that, that could really change someone's life. I think it was a huge thing for you and self-development and totally. Yeah. And network marketing. Well, I started in network marketing because you were signed up. Yeah. Cause you owned a gym. Uh huh. And then you signed up for the network marketing company. Yeah. And then I remember coming home <laughs> and you made yeah. me a shake. You had a protein shake waiting for yeah, me. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was the second neck. Well, actually it was the third network marketing company I, I, I was in by then. Okay. So there was, there was actually two before that. Uh, but the big one that after the salmons was, um, was Amway. And so I was involved in that and that, just gave me the, cause I was pretty good in math in school. And then when you kind of, I made it, uh, the, the fact of getting people to get people to get people in that exponential growth. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. That the three yeah. becomes nine becomes yes. 27 yeah. Yeah, becomes yeah, yeah. 89 or whatever right. it is. If you get a little piece yeah. of all of your, you know, the people that you're training below you and it's still, you know, probably should have stuck with that one, you know, probably, would have, would have served me because the other ones, the management team or whatever, wasn't what it was cracked up to be, I guess. But yeah, so it didn't work out in the long term. but it's crazy how successful Amway still is today and yeah, how exactly. massive it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that looking hindsight on that, that's kind of interesting, but, uh, I, I, I had a, a really good run with it in Albuquerque and, and one of the, one of my, uh, not, I'm looking at the word mistakes. I don't know if it's mistakes, but one of the things was, is that I tried to pull my mom into it and she was really wanting to do it. 
she was really excited about me being excited about it. And that didn't happen. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of like a big mistake for me or a big turning point where, um, so I actually, uh, kind of felt like I need to, you know, get out of here. I was going to college at the time and I, I actually brought the Amway plan into the Anderson school of business classroom. Oh yeah. And, and did the circles for all of them. And that was my last day. So, so hold on, we got to like unpack that. So you, (laughs) you did an Amway presentation Mm -hmm. to your college business class. Yes, absolutely. I was like, (laughs) they need to see this, this, you know, I love this is amazing. Yeah. This is math. This is like pure, pure, you know, business. This is incredible. So. And that was your last day. uh So (laughs) yeah. Wait. So so it was like a walk off Amway presentation. Yeah. Did anybody sign up from the class? Uh, yeah. A couple people did, but really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, what's wild is we were, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but like I almost kind of did the same thing. Well, I didn't almost like I did, uh, I, pr- I presented the auto glass business mm-hmm. model as like to one of my classes mm-hmm. and I actually ended up leaving college. It was a college business class at central New Mexico community college, right? Mm-hmm. Ivy league. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ivy league, big, big time. Right. Big time. Dropped out, got a GED, went to that. So, so I, I did the same thing. I presented the auto glass business model. It was like present a business and everybody just pooed on it. It was like, it was <laughs> I like, I couldn't see that. <laughs> and then we actually ended up doing some of that together. Yeah. Remember it was that? like, yeah, it was like a little thing in the middle. And I was just excited about, you know, doing something with you. And, and, uh, we, you know, we closed a big contract with Shell, uh, the Shell Oil, uh, group franchise yeah. out there. They had a bunch of stores. And no, it was, I was just listening to some of your other, uh, podcasts about, you know, best businesses. And I was thinking of that one, you know, yeah, no overhead, no investment, no, no inventory, none, you know? Yeah. So we were like, <laughs> I, I was signed up, you had a gym, I was signed up under you in the network marketing company. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in the middle at the same time, we started an auto glass company and then we went and got all the gas stations in the area. Yep. And then we were selling chip repair and windshield replacement from the gas station. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's seemed like yesterday. Then my my favorite story though is when I'm like, we're at a car, we signed a car wash, so you know it's a way better site than a gas station. But so we signed that car wash, right? And uh, I remember like coming around the corner from like fixing a lady's windshield, <laughs> and I walk up and you're doing one, and and the car's parked, and then I see you and you're filling out a network marketing form, yeah. and I was like no way he sold this lady a windshield repair and he closed her on a, on a freaking shape shape kit, kit, like a, like a, the network marketing company at the same time. I was like, (laughs) she had to shed a few pounds. I mean, (laughs) I love it. That, that, that had to be one of my highlight moments. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then let's, so let's go back because we're kind of, we're jumping around, but yeah. So, so you did Amway, you presented it to your class. Mm Mm-hmm total savage move. And then yeah, a couple and then, people signed up. What happened after uh, that? The holidays came actually. And everyone in the whole organization just stopped working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except me. Right. And 
I was like, I can't do this again. I can't build this all up. And I actually had a decent, you know, income starting to come from it. Um, and I just was like, I can't do this again. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go after this again and have the same situation. So I, uh, I basically made it where this is, I'm, I'm getting out of town, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaving and I, I moved to Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was my getaway. And, and it's funny cause when I think about some of the times that we've had conversations, like when you came to me for like, Hey, I'm thinking about dropping out of school. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, what's the plan, right? What's the plan is I think what I was said to you, but it was like, cause that's what happened with me is I just couldn't see myself working for someone else or being under a, you know, a hierarchy. I just wanted to go to the public and meet and talk and sell. And, but I wanted it to be my business. So I controlled it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so with, with the Amways and stuff, you, you have people that you're working with and you're mentoring, but you know, sometimes they don't want to do anything that you want to do. You want to get them to go. So that's where. Yeah. They're all volunteers. Exactly. And so it just wasn't working out. So I bailed from there. And so you went to Dallas and then what happened? Yeah. That was my, you know, get out of town. I remember when it happened to you, you know, you're taking off. Yeah. I moved from Albuquerque. I moved to Denver. To Denver. Yeah. Cause like the, the, by team I had the yeah. network marketing company, the team I had was in Denver. I went mm-hmm. to work with them. Yeah. And it's a big thing. Like I had the same conversation with, um, uh, my daughter, Natalie, it's like, get out of town. And now she's graduating from, you know, school out in Phoenix and Phoenix is her town now, you know, and I had Dallas was my town. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there and, Oh, it was tough. You know, it was, uh, you, and you got to work. Right. And so, you don't always get the job you want or whatever. But, uh, so I was pretty good with construction. So I was working on a framing crew team in the middle of Dallas humidity. So when you told me you wanted to move to Austin and I was like, Oh my gosh, you don't know what you're in for. <laughs> Cause L- I did. L- luckily I'm not outside framing houses. <laughs> yeah, in the humidity. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. It can be, it can be pretty tough. So, and that was like the wake up call. And then I just happened to run into this ad that you could go sell something uh, four hours a day and make a full-time income. And I just showed up at their office and they put this jacket on me and put me in this fancy Lincoln and dropped me off in the middle of an apartment complex in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I had this coupon book of four oil changes for 29 bucks. And I sold 10 of them that night and he gave me half the money. So back then, you know, we're talking eighties, right? Um, this is a pretty good take for four hours of work. Mm-hmm. And so I just started doing that. And then he didn't, uh, he promised me that I could run a crew and get, you know, cause I was training everybody. And so anyway, I ended up doing that for about 15 years. So hold on. So you worked for a company doing this Mm -hmm. and he promised you things and then he didn't deliver. Right. So you went and started your own company. Yes. I moved back to Albuquerque. I I want to just highlight that for a second. (laughs) I've made this mistake where I've had talented people and I was too stupid to recognize it and like 
figure out their path or mm-hmm. bring them in as a partner, give them more profit or whatever. Yeah. And so he lost, he lost an incredible opportunity when you left and then you went and started it on your own. Yeah. I, I hightailed it back to town, swallowed my pride, moved back in to my, uh, my, you know, home I grew up in with my parents and, um, started it out there. Um, I was a little bit hesitant, a little scared, yeah, uh, about getting a client, but we had a friend of a friend that had a, had a Goodyear store chain and I convinced my brother, um, and to, to call him up and, and, uh, we went and closed him. So, so basically you needed a, uh, you needed a client that was going to do all the oil changes. Right. A good year store. That right. had a store. Mm-hmm. So then you could go and get these coupons from them yeah. and sell them. And they gave you the coupons because it brought in business, right? It was lead generation for them. Yeah. It was a car to look at. And then they had all of these services. And they upsold all the stuff with whatever yeah. was wrong with the car. It was, it was amazing business. It, you know, it was. It's basically Groupon. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Like the, discounted like service because they want the yeah. lifetime value, bring the, yeah, the except we in. sold it on, you know, at their door, door to door. Yeah. So yeah, that hardcore. Th- and I know this is one of like the coolest, you know, businesses you ended up with like a ton of, ton of success. T- tell us more about how that happened. So, so you closed well, your first client. Yeah. Albuquerque got real small, real fast. I mean, we were, I mean, we were, I was making probably five grand a week in about two months. As by yourself or with a whole group of people. So you went and hire guys to do what, yeah. what you were doing basically. And the stores were getting busy and we had to end up getting a Firestone store, big O tire. We just had everybody in the whole world doing it. And Albuquerque was, you know, at that time was, you know, half a million. So it was like, we need to get out of here. We got to go find some territory. And so. See, I'm thinking like this guy that let you go or kind of didn't let you go, but you left. Yeah. He didn't give you opportunity. And then you, you went and created your own thing, built your own crew. And like, I'm thinking like, what a dummy. Like he just didn't recognize, yeah. you know, didn't find a spot. You know, I think that's a lesson for entrepreneurs and, and, yeah. and recognizing talent, you know? Well, that's certainly true. And, and it, it was a curse too, because it, business was so easy that I had the same problem because yeah. it was so easy. Like I was just listening to your podcast about the, cost of entry barrier to entry. It was nothing. Yeah. You just had to convince the guy with a contract and boom, you're off and running. Yeah. Right. And, and so they could do it too. And ultimately that was kind of the demise of the model because I created my own competition. So before we go there, tell me about the growth of that company and like what it looked like. So you left, you, yeah, I took my seven. Yeah. I took my, uh, I had to get a contract with someone else. And so I just, you know, magic of thinking big. It wasn't going to be just drive in there with nothing. So I looked up the, one of the largest Firestone dealerships in California, because that's where I used to love to go as a, as a high school kid and vacationing was San Diego and what a place to live, right? Amazing place. Yeah. So find out that there's this guy, Parnelli Jones, who was an ex, uh, Indy 500 winner that had a whole chain of stores and sent him a, a copy of the Goodyear one and said that we we're expanding our team out to California and we want to uh, 
to have your chain of stores to represent. And uh, called them a ton of times, like at least 50, and never returned my call. I love that. Yeah. yeah. 50 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like <laughs> almost every other day for like two, three months. And then finally got this email uh, correspondence that he wanted to, to talk to me. So I set up a meeting and, and flew out there. And uh, that was a whole nother story. I was really scared, you know, to go into the office and talk to the, the big cat with the, with the, the huge company. And, and uh, so, yeah. So I love, I love the fact that you called him 50 times because like, it's kind of like that KFC story, right? Like Colonel Sanders took his recipe to, oh yeah, yeah. to, you know, a yeah. million no's or whatever it was. It's like, a lot of no's and you basically followed up 50 times and there's, you know, people who give up after 10 or 20 or 30. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, so tell, tell the story how I could, cause you were scared to go in there. So what'd you do to make yourself go in there and do the meeting? Um, I knew that if I brought someone up here with me or someone with me that I wouldn't chicken out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I set up this lunch with, uh, my, uh, cousin Megan, read. And, um, I just called her up and said, Hey, I want to take you to lunch. Like what's your favorite restaurant on the, on the ocean. And, um, you know, it's all on me. She was like, Oh, awesome. We can go to, you know, pier over here. And I said, okay, great. And so luckily, and, and it turned out it was real close to the Firestone place. And so I drove up there with her you're like you're like hey i gotta i gotta go in here yeah i gotta i gotta make a stop before we go and that's what it was and i said just take you know and didn't take long at all just went in there met him and took like 10 minutes of his time and he said yeah we're gonna start you out how'd that feel oh it was amazing right it was just like it's one of those points in your life where and then I already had a lunch date set up with her and, and she got to, you know, experience the whole thing with me and, and, and watch me turn into a, you know, a successful kid from Albuquerque, you know, going to California. And I ended up with, um, um, 150 employees and, uh, eight, nine different States that we had opened up. And so it was, it was a, a, a really fun run and, uh, kind of got, you know, taken out by my own competition and, and, uh, the digital, you know, space kind of coming in involved and just some other things, but yeah, it was, it was a great, great, you know, fun trip. I, I mean, when I'm thinking about it now, all these things come into my head Yeah, about probably the biggest, most impactful one was, and I think I told you this one day, but it just comes to mind is like the guy I met at the Firestone store, actually just his son had been diagnosed with a cancer and he was gonna this this opportunity that I was giving him all of these this cash flow with all these customers he was gonna be able to help his kid like it was a crazy thing and he told you that later right I never knew about it until the end of the run with them and he took me to dinner and said you basically gave me the tool I needed because I didn't have any money you know yeah. Luckily the 
This wow. is all seven years, more than seven years ago. So I'm not completely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> implicating anybody. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, wow. that that just blew me away. Like, so like you you making fifty phone calls and then making like forcing accountability so that you would actually walk in there ended up being the answer that he needed to fund his his kids' operation and yeah and treatment. Was, yeah, that he had no money for. Wow, and had no idea. And yeah, that was that was one of the. the crazy things that, you know, came about it that you would have never. Yeah. That's how God yeah. works. You know? Yeah. There you go. That's so Absolutely. cool. I love that. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so after that, after that you had 150 employees and then, and then you moved on from that business. What, what, what'd you do next? Well, it started winding down and, um, I had some, uh, a personal shift in my life. And so, um, it was, it was pretty much back to Albuquerque and sold all my, contracts and, and came back to Albuquerque and, um, and really just hung out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of hung out for a little while and was kind of looking around, knew I had to do something, didn't really have, um, anything on the hook. And, um, uh, one day I was outside of my house and my neighbor across the street, uh, happened to pass by and we had talked a little bit and I knew he worked for a, a manufactured home place um, called Karsten. And he, uh, he pulls down his window one day when he's just cruising by and goes, Hey, what's going on, man? Um, I know we talked before, but, uh, and you're in sales and stuff. You should come work for me. Cause I see you here at like three o'clock or four o'clock every day, like watering your yard or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and like, I know you, you don't work. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're in this like big house. What do you do? Yeah. It's like, and I was like, well, I kind of have this security thing that I've been kind of dabbling on. And, and he said, Oh, we, we actually were thinking about getting a security system for our office. And I don't think he, he really was. He <laughs> just wanted to get me over there. Yeah. And as soon as I got there, and, and saw their operation because they were actually making them right there on the premises. So, yeah, and they built a home in what, five days? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and you could, and they had all these, all these models set up. So, you know, I needed money. And, uh, you know, you were talking about it just to, on your podcast. I heard you talking about that uh, big ticket item. You know, I was selling a $29 ticket. Yeah. So, you know, 50,000, 60,000 manufactured home. A lot more room for commissions yeah. on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I started there and the only, the only tough part about that gig was, is that, you know, uh, you got to work Saturday. So you didn't have any weekends. Yeah. And then, you know, usually only add like a weird day off and then Sunday. And you sold, and you said you, you told me that you sold more manufactured homes than <clears throat> anybody else, right? Yeah, in in the in the run uh, at Karsten, um, it was such a great spot, and half the homes in New Mexico are actually manufactured homes, and so it's a huge market, and they just had the best situation, and um, and so yeah, we sold a ton of them, and um, I always got to go on the the trips and and. Uh, you know, see the outfit actually got bought out by Warren Buffett and his group and Clayton Holmes. And, uh, it was, it was a fun run about five years there. 
So you just yeah. always enjoyed the sales part and the, like the people and the conversations and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so tell us like, you know, cause, and I love this cause it's almost like every successful entrepreneur like yourself and, you know, like I started out in sales, right. And in, in network marketing really. And then I sold bathroom remodels, right. For your brother. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle. And then, but it's well, like you almost, wanted to sell bathroom remodels. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were selling the leads. Yeah. I was the lead setter. I was the appointment <laughs> setter. And uh, yeah, that was it. That was his mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should have yeah. had you selling the remodels. Yeah. So you, so you would have scaled his business. So, so Tom, when Tom, <laughs> when Tom listens to this, yeah. Cause I went and I was like, <laughs> I was setting appointments for him when I was 17. There you go. Right. And right. then I was like, I was crushing it. And I was like, let me sell the actual bathroom. Let me be the guy that goes and sells the job. And he, and he gave me some books and he said to ask in a few years. And then I ended up finding. A few years. Wow. I, I, I found another opportunity. And then obviously, you know, here we are, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. You, you and him, man. That's awesome. So, um, so when it, when it comes to sales, right, it's so critical and he almost, it's like the, the common denominator in successful entrepreneurs, they have to understand sales. So what would be like your top one or two or three things that you would say are like the most important for someone wanting to succeed in sales? Um, well, I'd have to go back to where I got the love of it was that you have to really love that part of it. And it's not about, it's not about, um, slamming people or, you know, even though they did call me the shark, um, <laughs> there you go. Well, it's better. I used to laugh at him. It's better than the snake, right? So, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be the snake in the office that's stealing the deals. No, the shark's a, good. But the sharks, yeah, the shark's good, but. No, I would say it's just, it's part of that. It's just the love of the, the, the setting the deal, the art of the deal and the love of the deal. And that's what it is. And I think that just motivates a lot of, a lot of salespeople. So are you saying it's like a, just finding a salesperson or, or finding that person that has like, just like loves to do it, loves the people like, yeah. like, like help me unpack that a little bit. Well, I think so. I think you, you kind of spot them. Like they come into your, your presence and they just, you know, they have energy, you know, they have, you don't have to like kickstart them to start talking. Yeah. You know, I was watching your podcast with, uh, Kaylin, like she's one of those people, you know, if she walked into your office and you started talking with her, she just, you know, she just has presence and lights up the room. Like, yeah. So they have passion and then you know, selling is, is just creating the need and finding their pain and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of walking through it with them a little bit and then saying, okay, this will take care of it. Right. Yeah. And then shutting up. Yeah. Like I've, that's probably the biggest thing I've, I've noticed in people that I work with now, like the guys that don't make it in the solar industry is they just don't know when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just keep talking and talking and, you they're know. like, okay, I'm ready to buy. Here's my credit card. And then they're yeah. like, yeah, so this feature. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 You won't believe that the coefficient of this algorithm. Blah, blah, this, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, they get glazed over and, but yeah. So, but yeah, I think. Love that. So like identifying pain, right. Mm -hmm. and, and walking through it with them. So they're feeling it right yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. 
like with I, what we sell now in the solar industry, you know, the pain is your bill. Yeah. So you're kind of like, we got to attack that. We got to get rid of that for you. So you're like, oh, I love that attack. Like you're aligning on their side against this common enemy. Right. The pain. And, and so, and the only way to get rid of it is to, to build your own, you know, your own system. Buy my solution to yeah. your pain. Yeah. And what's good about it is your partner is the sun and you can count on it. It'll never let you down. <laughs> the sun. It is. Yeah. The sun, the, the, you know, the mega blast up there is, <laughs> it's on your side and all you got to do is buy the stuff that's going to absorb the energy. Yeah. And it's cheaper than the utility that you're paying money to just right. out the window. So it's a, it's actually the easiest thing I've ever sold because they already have a bill. Right. And you're really not selling them anything. You're just flipping who the money's going to. Right. They're not spending money. They're just reallocating it. Yeah. I know that sounds like sales talk, but it's really oh, true. Yeah. You know, it's so. Well, it, sales talk is true, right? Otherwise, you should probably sell something else. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, absolutely. if you got to spit, if you got to be a snake, right? You should probably aren't selling something good. You're selling snake oil, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's good. So, so I love that. So just, and then you said shutting up, like they're ready to buy. You just, yeah. like, what does that look like? It, it's actually just a, uh, it's a buying comment or statement or something like, oh, do you, or how could I do this? Or tell me about the money. You know, it's just a, it's just an instruction of, of that. Now they're wanting to get on your side, get what you have. And then it's just a, show them how to do it. Like, as soon as I hear it, then it's like, great. Then all we need to do is go to this website here, open it up and take your finance information, what's your name, and just, you know, go into it. And so you immediately go to the procedure to start the sale. You just, you don't ask, ever ask anyone if they're ready to buy. Yeah. Ne never. Yeah. In fact, I would say probably my biggest, uh, when I was wow. thinking about this the other day. Because people will say, oh, ask for the sale. So you're just saying, like, you reach this point where they're in agreement Yes. Like, like what is like, help me understand that. Cause well, I, it's actually starts from the very first minute you're there. So there's a saying I heard that you always, always be closing. And what that means is not like some kind of big close statement or something like you hear all the time, people trying to say that this is, if they say this, you say this, that's, I think people hate that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So what I'm doing is that like when I first sit down with them or I'm outside, I'm already talking as we're already installing it. So here's where the meter's going to go. Here's where we're going to install the. So you're assuming the wholesale process from the get-go. You're putting yourself right in the picture with them so that they can gain trust in you and then see your vision of getting rid of the pain that you know that they have. And with solar, there's also not only the pain, but um, the, the, the renewable energy part of it, the helping the environment, that, those kind of things. So you can tie those two together. So we can remove the pain and help the environment. Yeah. So I, I love that. So the assume, assuming the sale. So yes. your language patterns are all like, yeah. hey, so this is where it's going to go and this is yeah. how it's going to work. And yeah. so you're like, you're like there just walking them through it together, not, not going there. Like I need to figure out how to get them to say yes. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's, that to me would be 
like death <laughs> because yeah. they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to do it when they feel comfortable with you and you're, they feel you're conf- confident enough and competent enough. Your, your, your company is. So obviously there's a process of who we are and yeah. why us and, and this, those things, those components. But I've had a lot of times where people will, will, um, they'll go, Oh, well, we're getting a lot more bids because I'm assuming that they're doing it with me and telling them this is where this goes and this is how we do this. And once you're with us, you get this and this is how we communicate and blah, blah, blah. And they'll go, Oh, well, and that's when I know it's working. Like they're telling me that, Hey, you're assuming I'm already buying from you. You're absolutely right. So you want them to, to yeah. say that. And I say, I totally understand. I think you should, you should pick the best person, you know, for this job. And that's why we're here. You know, I'm going to show you how we're going to, and then we do this and just keep going, right? Yeah. Keep going. The we, process. We call that like at lay boss, we call that keeping them on the straight line. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Right. Like you're taking yeah. them on a journey from A to B. Mm-hmm. And like anything they say, it's like, we just pull them right back to yeah, the line. Back to it. Back to what we're doing. That's okay. Like, Hey, get, you should be getting all the bids, but you really don't have to with us because we have a price guarantee. So you could get, you could get bids after we figure out what we're going to do. If you want to work with us and you can get those bids later on and that's cool. That's fine with us but we're going to give you, you know, price match guarantee. So, so even if they go get a bid, they bring it and you just match it. Yeah. And then you guys on the back end can go, okay, like, you know, if we have good cost structure, then we should be able to make a profitable deal out of this, no matter what their bid is, unless someone's just full of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's, and that's key though. It's cool. Cause you've identified that price objection and you've now handled it. Right. Right. So, so it's not an issue. Um, and, you know, with something like a big ticket item, you got to have mega, mega credentials, right? Yeah. Because they're, they're spending a ton of money. So in our case, we have, we have, you know, a, a great showroom and presence 40 years in the community. Yep. You know, that's yep. all in the story. Yeah. Love yeah, that's, that. That's you know, so good. That's why I took it to my brother because he, he's earned that, you know? And so, like you were saying in one of your podcasts, I listened to a lot of your podcasts. So when you were saying, you know, that, um, that, you know, credibility is everything and that I didn't want to just open up this business on my own and have to deal with all these factors, you know? Yeah. Started. So scratch. now you have a partner that's expert at that end of it. Yeah. And then, so now you don't have to do those things. Yep. And that's exactly the way I felt. Yeah, was like, why should I get myself involved in my time and energy and all of these things when I really should just be focused on these things? Right, and that's what's great. I like that about your your latest venture that you're doing. And right, really seems to fit in good. Yeah, love that with your skill set. So, what would you say was is your biggest business mistake that you've made in your career? Mistake. Um. Well, if, if I look at like probably the, the advertising gig with the auto stores, um, service advertising, we called it, um, would be just, just maybe that next step 
getting too much too much uh, focused on the day to day and the the week to week and not really knowing like what was our evolution of the business exactly like what was our next step and you know obviously it was digital like i think we said this before we talked about it before like you know i should have started groupon i was on that way with that type of uh offer and and i should have been in the digital space that was probably i would probably say that yeah so like having the vision for the evolution of the business instead of just getting like in the grind or just the yeah. week to week of just operating it. Yeah. But I was being, you know, on all ends were being cannibalized by, you know, point of entry was really cheap. And then they just started stealing my clients, like yeah, going behind me and saying, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a better deal than Steve is. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's interesting on the vision side, right. Of like, it's hard to be because you got to like have a system and a model and then you got to run it. But then like freeing up the bandwidth mentally to then say, okay, what's the future look like? How does this evolve? Right. Yeah. Do it. Cause you got to do both. You got to be like in the dirt of what's happening Mm -hmm. now. So it doesn't, you know, implode or whatever. And then you got to be like, have vision for the future. Yeah. And I was going through personal stuff then that was probably a lot of distraction and things like that. So. Yeah. That was part, probably part of it. Yeah. But. Oh, this is fun. I'm, I'm hearing parts of the story that I haven't heard before. <laughs> but the, I think the story is inspiring too of how, you know, finding your strength and operating in that, right? And then the sales psychology of assumption. And I just love the old school approach that you have. You know, don't just say this, say this, you know, just your relational, just walking them through that yeah. process. And I love that. That's so good. Um, so if you could write a note to your younger self, okay. And it only said three words, like, what would it say? Three words, three words. Um, start, start group on, damn it. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, to my younger self. Yeah. Uh, I would say they don't care. What does that mean? That means that don't worry about what other people think about you because they really don't care. Uh, You know what I mean? Like when you're growing up, when I was young and in high school and, and even in later times in my life, you worry about what other people think or, and you pattern things around your own life. You're trying to impress people, um, that really don't care. They don't care. Just the only person that is you, is what you think. Yeah. And so that would probably be it. It's like, I wasted a lot of time worrying about what other people thought about me. When I should have just been, you know, dancing to the beat of your own drum. Yeah. Just doing your own thing, finding others to care about. Right. And helping them. So, but yeah, I don't say that note. I didn't expect that. That's good. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. Awesome guys. Dad, thanks for agreeing this morning to jump on. Wow. It's over. Dang. I was just having fun. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a part two. We'll have to do a part two. (laughs) Yeah. We can, we can talk about more about 
you know, some of the cool things that you're doing and your entrepreneur life is, is simply amazing. You've been a great inspiration, you and Kaylin, just, uh, incredible proud of you guys and, and, and how you, how you work and how you, uh, operate. Like I witnessed an amazing event. Uh, and so you guys today, I witnessed an amazing event. I won't tell you what it is, but, um, the public anyway, but yeah, it'll come out. But, um, yeah. And I'm excited about your venture that you have coming. So thanks, awesome. thanks for having me. Thanks dad. Love you, dad. Yeah. I love you too. Awesome guys. Thanks for being on this special family episode <laughs> of big business mistakes. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this. So, um, drop a review, drop a review. Let us know what you liked most, what the biggest nugget, biggest takeaway. I love that they don't care. That's good. It's, it's so good. It's like, it's like we all kind of know it, like we should know it, but it's just hearing it again and just being like, what am I doing now for other people that really don't even care? You know, yeah. so good. Especially so good. in this climate today. Yeah. With, with social media. Yeah. And, and people just getting so caught up. And you guys are immune to it because you understand the haters and I wouldn't say I'm immune, but I try not. I try not to care. You should be by now. Yeah, right. I try. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Sure. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.